There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the USA and Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl Adams. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 9 of Season 2 of the event series, The Purge. Dun, dun, dun. Holy crap. Yeah, things are getting real, Uh, real fast. I was just like, the hell is happening? Oh my god. And that little bit of a flashback, that threw me. But before we jump into all of this, let's talk about ratings. All right, episode seven brought in a 0.19 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.487 million viewers, making it the 26th overall cable show for the day. Episode eight brought in a 0.24 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.581 million viewers, making it the 16th overall cable show for the day. And episode nine brought in a 0.24 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.602 million viewers, making it the 20th overall cable show for the day. Pretty good number. Yes, very good. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's just jump in, because there's so many things. I'm just like, what the hell? Episode 9, Hail Mary. People risk it all to settle scores and do what's right on Purge Night. If only they can survive. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was a bit much. So this is what threw me, this flashback, because we have this opening. And it's like a kid's program that's on TV. And it turns out it's a young Ben sitting in front of the television screen watching this very, I can't say Mr. Rogers-esque because she was super creepy. Right. But that's kind of the feel of it was, yes, you have a a host that's there to teach the children good things, but not really. Right. Because we see that in the Purge universe, apparently the children are brainwashed, essentially, from a young age into believing that the Purge is a really good thing. And Ben is just fascinated by what's happening and turns into super creepy little Ben because this creepy variety show is turning super creepy, talking about the benefits of purging to a group of innocent children. This one girl just is freaking out that she might lose her parents, and, oh, no, the NFFA will take care of you. And, oh, yeah, right. I was kind of, like, the way she kind of made it, she's like, oh, but you guys are all going to be okay. So I'm guessing kids are off limit. Like, that's the way I'm, it felt. I can see how you would think that way, yeah. We haven't really seen or heard that as a hard, fast rule, oh. and you would think with Esme and the surveillance teams, if it was like a Section 10 person, that there's no children to be killed, you would think that that would show up in their surveillance videos, but we never saw any of it and never heard it reported. So I don't know. Maybe children are off. uh, Yeah, I'm hoping. 
That takes us to a whole other creepy level. Oh, definitely. But creepy show host is expressing how great the purge makes you feel and how good it is. And then we have young Ben starting to beat the crap out of his toy robots. And you just hear his mom, honey, honey, honey. And she like stops him and he looks up looking creepy with that weird look. And right. It's like time for lunch. It's like, oh, so she knew something wasn't right with little creepy Ben early on. Really? But. And no wonder she probably ends up the way she was when we saw her with, with his girlfriend because, yeah, because she was just not going to stand up to him for nothing. Right. She was scared to death of him. That's what she absolutely looked like. And he was just a kid. So, yeah. Yeah. Really makes me, like, gets the wheels turning, right? Makes me wonder. Yeah. So, yeah, he had it in him all along. And he just got super, super creepy. Like, I thought he couldn't get creepier. I was wrong. Right. So wrong. <laughs> so the actor playing Ben, you were super creepy. Kudos. You did a great job as Ben. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right. Let's go back to a group of people that aren't so creepy, shall we? Yeah, let's do that first. <laughs> <laughs> because Ryan and crew set out to rescue Tommy. And, well, they're not the only ones that are being rescued. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So we see the prisoners who were set for execution arriving at the west entrance of the city park. And the prisoners are like, the hell is this? Because they're getting them all off the bus and moving them forward. But they're chained together, at least in twos. That's what we see. Right. So there's no way to fight back. And they're like, how are we supposed to fight? That isn't the point, my friend. Sorry. No. It's like, but listen, you're going to be here instead of us just killing you. And Tommy's like, yeah, that's because some rich people want to purge without the side effect of possibly being purged. Right. It makes it easier. Wow. Apparently nobody knows that this happens. I feel like this should be something everybody knows. I wonder if the prisons are getting paid for this. Oh, absolutely. After what we find out, there is no doubt in my mind that the money the city collected from the NFFA for this is going straight to the prisons. Well, somebody's pocket. Yeah. The judges. Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) All right. So Tommy is like, listen, guys, somebody's coming for me. And if you want to live, we need to stick together. And of course, the other guy's like, I don't know about this. It's like, well, you don't have to. Good luck, though. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, hmm, wait, maybe we should stick together. But at the east entrance, we have Ryan and crew entering and paying a large sum of money to join into the fun for the evening. Right. And that was a very large stack of cash. Yes, it was. Several thousand is what I'm thinking. But once inside, Sarah's like, oh, so glad we dressed for the occasion since everyone here seems to be, like, hoity-toity. It's like... Yeah, filthy rich. Right. Okay. And not just that, we have the daughters of the NFFA. And they looked old enough to be the daughters of the, uh... <laughs> Civil War. I'm like, wait a minute, how long Older has this been than happening? That, yeah. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking, because yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, when they pull out the guns from... Yes, this is exactly where I was going to go. They pull out the guns and start taking Ryan and everybody's automatics and hand them these old rifles from probably the Civil War era and you go, yep, they must be from the Civil War. Right. (laughs) Oh, we're going to only use weapons of our ancestors. It's like, wait a second. 
Okay, so the NFFA in the Purge universe has not been around forever, but no, have they? That's what I'm thinking, the way this was kind of running down and, like, the daughters of the NFFA. Was it almost like an underground thing? Like, they were trying oh, to absolutely. work their way, like, this whole time? In, yes, absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind that, yes, the, the beginnings of the NFFA probably were created way back in the revolutionary period. Just I think like I saw Caesar something planet. the other day, yeah, that Aaron Burr, who we know what he's infamous for, but also was the vice president at one time, just after the Louisiana Purchase, him and one of the generals were scheming to basically create a new country in the Louisiana Purchase and killed Meriwether Lewis. And you go, what? Holy shit. Wow. Like, I wouldn't have even thought. And so, yeah, it, it's really interesting, like, thinking about this and then thinking about actual history, like, how things kind of were, what were like, all happening and what could happen. Hmm. Right. And how much do we not really know? You know, they always say that the story is told by the victors. True. Kind of go, oh, maybe this uh, history isn't being completely told here to us. Makes you think, that's for sure. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's weird. I like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, hmm, what if this? What if that? I need to stop because I'm going to keep thinking (laughs) about it and be like, oh, what if this happens? And what if that? And what if that was the plan all along? Alternate history happening in my brain. All right. Let's keep going before I go down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Right. We can get lost in that real quick. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Okay, bring it back, Sean. <laughs> so, the bright and sunny disposition of the people working the party, you can pick up your automatic <laughs> weapons at coat check upon leaving. What? It's like, okay, well, this isn't ideal. What are we going to do? So, the little crew is like, well, I'm not going to be real brokenhearted about taking any of these people out if we have to, but what It happens? gets worse. Yes. I was like, seriously? Yep. It took a second, too, to realize who it was, because all of a sudden this guy dressed in, I don't know, I guess traditional hunting gear. He looked right, like he was going to go play golf the or The 1800s or something. <laughs> Spots Ryan and Sarah, and hey, those are the people that broke into my home. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, this is not going to end well. No, because him and what turns out to be his brother are now plotting for Ryan and Cruz's demise. Because when the accidents happen on Bird's Night, he might get shot in the back of the head. Yeah, okay. And I guess because you're so rich, nobody's going to question it. Of course not. You're an NFFA supporter. Great, these people. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. So we're about to start, but oh yeah, mind the fences. They're electrified. Well, that's not good. And oh. Keeps the prisoners from escaping, that's for sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're not going anywhere, but I hope you're not trying to get out of Dodge either, just in case. Yeah. Oh, by the way. We're going to have awards this year for the best hunting. It's like, oh, Christ. I can't with these. Like, it was a whole other level, like this episode. And yep. we seen last season the freaking Flesh Carnival, which was horrible. Right. Yeah, you didn't think it could get any worse? Well, it just got worse. What was worse, like the worst of the worst, is the fact that we actually don't see anything really happening. It's just we can imagine the horribleness that is humanity right and i think that's honestly what made it like all the worst for me 
Because oh, last absolutely. year, it's like, okay, you've seen it. You've seen them shooting people. You've seen them burning people. You've seen, like, all this happening. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it's horrible. But this, like, it's a sport. And, oh, right. I can't. It's just something, no, like, no. just seeing the worst <laughs> of the worst of the worst. Yep. And oh. they happen to be the ones in power, which yes. makes it even worse. Yes. And, yes, worst apparently is the word for the day. But it's like, holy crap. Yeah, again, I can totally get lost down that rabbit hole. So we're going to keep going. But what happens? Well, Ryan ends up getting shot at. And everyone's like, crap, take cover. And they're like, hey, hey, we're hunters. Don't shoot. And the guy keeps shooting because it's the the creeper. That's what I'm calling him now. From the house. And they're like, shit, it's the guy whose house we broke it. This is bad. But he has to reload these crappy muskets that aren't muskets. But (laughs) might as well be. So we're going to take this opportunity to distract them. So Doug and Sarah can run. Well, Ryan ends up taking out the brother. And oh my God, that was right after the guy says, screw the rules. He had a trait gun. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they would have poo-pooed that idea. Had they known. Yeah. How was he able to manage to hide that from them? I guess they're not really searching anybody. Uh, Apparently not. But... Of course, the guy is really freaked out that his brother was killed, and he's just kind of wailing over him while the crew gets away and find Tommy. They uncuff him, and I love it, because the guys who are handcuffed with Tommy, it's like, how are you doing this? How do you have have access to the keys? It's like, oh, we used to be cops. And he's like, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, do you want (laughs) to stay cuffed? Oh, no, no, I'm cool. Let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. And as they all start screwing away, Ryan gets hit with that trank dart, and great. Apparently, it's pretty high dosing because he goes down. Yeah. How nobody noticed is beyond me. Right. Because I thought, like... Well, it's not a lot of light in that park after dark. Yeah, but I kind of thought they were all sticking together so they can take care of each other. Apparently, Ryan was down for a while because the guy was able to dig a freaking grave basically i mean shallow but still oh yeah and where the hell the wheel- wheelbarrow come from right <laughs> like this very yeah that's not bride. something that you keep in a city park that's for sure unless they've got a, a station there for the employees to store their tools that's the only way that they're gonna have a wheelbarrow in that park yeah that was just it seemed weird but yeah the guy is questioning ryan when he finally comes up yeah <laughs> finally comes around i should say well, mostly. He opened his eyes, I should say, because he's not exactly up and running. But he's like... Right. I think the cough is what got the guy's attention. Uh, what do you guys want with me? Why are you following me? It's like, dude, you're just a random target the first time, and I had no idea you were going to be here. That is just right. happenstance. And then that's when we learned that the person who died was the guy's brother, because he's like, my brother died... For a random act, it's like, oh, schnitzel. Okay. Yeah, wrong thing to say, Ryan. But I guess Ryan isn't going to be able to talk too much crap because it's like, well, sucks to be you, my friend, as he dumps the whole bunch of dirt on Ryan's face. It's like, I'm guessing he's still pretty out of it because he couldn't move to block anything. Right. But... Thankfully, Sarah, Doug, and Tommy arrive because as the guy is about to kind of mosey off, he gets shot in the head because accidents happen. 
Yep, good for him. Yeah, and they got what he deserved. Right, they're yelling for Ryan, but and again, because you said it was pretty dark, which makes sense. They kind of look around and they're like, "Hey, wait, this is loose dirt. Why is that wheelbarrow there upside down?" Yeah. So they start digging, and again, thankfully, it's a shallow grave because they find him, but he's not breathing. Why is nobody trying to do CPR? Because <laughs> it's like. He kind of is hitting his yeah, back. Yeah, all like, cops on. know how to do CPR. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, come on. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess in the heat of the moment, you're kind of freaked out. I get that. But he's just kind of like hitting him. No, no, don't die. The hell, dude? Do something. <laughs> but he ends up breathing again. Yay. He even cracks a joke. Yeah. And Ryan, reveal, big reveal, that... This isn't the only thing that we're doing, so we need to get a move on. Yeah, like, we got work to do. Yeah. What do you mean? We need to get get out of the country. No, there's other stuff. We need to get our money. What do you mean we need to get our money? And then get out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we tipped off the jackals so we can get all this rolling, because we needed to be here to get you out, and here's the whole thing that happened. And Tommy's like, all right, let's go be thieves. I thought this whole time that... He kind of cut the jackals in. Be like, hey, you guys can right. have five of these trucks. Leave us one or something. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought was going on, too. But apparently not. Yeah. So interesting. Well, we don't know that where that probably goes. won't go well. No, because that's going into the next episode. So we have no idea what's happening. Right. So now we get to go to Esme. Great. I'm thinking... This is bad. Esme isn't wearing a disguise. What the hell's wrong with her? She's just out there knowing full well that they're looking for her. Right. Especially with half a million dollars on her head. Right. But she ends up making it to the location of the AFL and is frantically knocking on the door. Why isn't there some kind of code? Right. But she gets But there was a nice little slide thing that you can peek out of. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Reminded me of Hogan's Heroes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who goes there? Okay. And hey, the hackers let her in, and they are getting paid big money on Purge Night. Because apparently that's how they make their money. All right. Good job, ladies. And Esme is talking to Skye, who thinks her plan is just absolutely insane. But hey, you know what? I like crazy. And Esme, I know you need to do this, so we need to do something for you. We need to turn you into a ghost. (laughs) What? And Esme's like... Say what? Right? It's like, this is weird. I don't understand. But before we get too far, we get to go back to surveillance. And Curtis insisting that even though it's purge night and all insanity is happening, our primary objective is to find and take out Esme. Really? Yeah, that's not good. Everything happening, you're just sure that she's going to be there. Although I... Right, she's going to somehow make an appearance. Right. When every sane person is trying to stay locked inside. Right. That's crazy. But Vivian might be the only reason that Esme makes it through the night. We'll see how that works out. Right. But somebody else working that night notices some footage of Esme. And Vivian confirms that is her. But it's all because Sky has made Esme a ghost. And hey, here's some footage to mimic your location. They're not going to know. We can get it. Right. Dispatch goes anywhere we want. It's like, huh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. They put her three blocks away, so 
None of their crews can get there in time, so they have to send out their own people on the first floor to go get Esme. So they don't have any protection. Which, that kind of freaked me out. Because I'm like, oh, okay. Does that mean that bad things are going to happen inside surveillance there? Are people watching that? You would have to wonder. I don't know. know, If I was a purger, that might pique my interest, that's for sure. Right? But Sky and Esme are making their way to the building in a van, which I feel like maybe you should have had an armored vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Humvee that Doug got. Right. That might have been a better thing to have. Because Esme's like, just get me as close as you can to the back door. But that doesn't happen because, hey, there's a roadblock and it's just some random purgers. That are going to take out, apparently, everybody. Great. Yeah. Great. This is bad. Gun on top of his van. Shoots the van. The van ends up going, like, rolling. Which I don't Airborne. understand. What the hell did they hit that ended up doing that? Another car. That was what it did it? I'm like, did yep. she hit a curb or something? I didn't. It didn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, no, it was another car. But Esme manages to get out of the back of the van by kicking it open. How about you just try opening it? <laughs> Don't make noise. Yeah, you wouldn't think that it falling on its side would have caused too much damage to that door handle. Thank you. Not like it rolled <laughs> head over foot kind of thing, but whatever. And she's standing there. Why are you just standing there? You know you're on a set timer here. So right, and... The guy that just shot at your van is probably going to come looking for survivors. Right. So maybe move your ass. Yeah. Because the guy's like, oh, that's the person with the bounty. Mine. But Esme realizes that she can use the, I don't know, what was it? Like the EMP device. Right. The screw up the devices and all the security inside the surveillance building. But this helps and doesn't help. Because she does it so she right. can get inside, but the guy is chasing her, and he's kind of big. Yeah. So now he is and trying takes, to get in the building. Yeah. What was it? It takes a minute to reboot the system. Right. Or something like that. And again, something the Persia should be watching for. Yep. But she does manage to hold the door long enough to get it to lock. And then the guy just, like, kind of walks off. Really? <laughs> I, what? I feel like you should still be trying if you really want that money, but... Oh, yeah. Half a million dollars? Yeah. Is he coming back Yeah, you would think he would be looking for any other kind of entrance or possible way to get in there. Maybe he is. Maybe that's what we'll find out. Maybe he's going to be chasing her. But Esme ends up calling Vivian. It's like, yeah, everyone's a bit distracted, so you need to move fast. And she's like, all right, I'll be climbing up. What the hell are you climbing? But whatever. Guess I'll see you in five. Right. Better make it ten. That's a lot of ladder rolls. A lot of stairs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Marcus and Michelle. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but I was really hoping that what happened happened. Not necessarily okay. with Michelle, but with Clint. Right. Because he's such right. a douchebag. Yeah, I would say he probably got what he deserved. Because he ends up tying a rope around the outer door and tying it to a vehicle and pulling it off its hinges. And everyone's like, oh, okay, what's he doing? He starts grabbing, like, Molotov cocktails and starts lighting them up and throwing them at the house. And everyone seems to be going along with the plan, but 
they seem pretty uneasy about everything. Yeah, absolutely. And Clint, and Clint just says it's purge yeah. jitters. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe they don't like you, dude. Right. So, despite the house being mostly fireproof, now this is where I was a little confused. They throw the bottle at what looks like the front of the house. Why is there suddenly a fire in the back of the house? Right. I'm like, was he throwing it over the house? I, I didn't understand. <laughs> because one of the windows ends up breaking, I, I'm guessing it's supposed to be from the fire. But, well, hey, they're going to try to smoke us out. We need to get the fire taken care of. So, fire extinguisher. Makes me think I should probably buy one, just in case. But we got to get yeah. out of here, because we're on borrowed time. And Sam is outside, and again, it's like, okay, is he getting cold feet? Because he's like, there's other people in the house. And Sam, yeah. Sam, you're kind of stupid. I'm sorry. I mean, good for you to say something, but you're kind of stupid. Right. Because <laughs> you almost got burned. Right? Because Clint puts the gun to his head, and he's like, yeah, why don't you go tell him? Just send Marcus out. Nobody else is going to get hurt. Don't worry, I'll help you get up there. It's like, what the hell? So, obviously, Marcus is the, and then, because they had already taken the one camera out, they don't get to see that Clint is essentially, like, bullying them all. Using Sam as a shield. Yeah. But bullying them, because everyone's afraid of him. But I'm thinking, like, okay, you have the whole neighborhood against this one dude. Just, at this point, open up. Right. But Clint's like, okay, go do it. It's fine. Just tell them. So Sam goes and he opens the door and he calls out for Marcus. And then that barrier slams down. Great. Because you just see him cut. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. See, I'm thinking very right. jigsaw-ish. Like, it's going to cut him in yeah. half. But he's... Yeah, there for a second, I thought it might have taken... <laughs> like, like, he was alive. And I'm thinking until he, they open that barrier back up. Like, he's going to be dead then. That's what I was thinking. Right. Yeah. But he's... Like, somebody help me. And everyone, of course, is like, the hell is happening? Oh, my God. And Clint's just like, hmm, that's the game. Okay. But the gate yeah. lifts up and they pull him inside. It's like, Before oh. Clint can get in there. Right. Yeah. Again, it's like, that's like a horror movie thing right there. Right. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> but instead of taking him out or letting him bleed out, they fix him up. Uh, right. Didn't give him anything so that he can... Not feel the pain. It's like, at least give him a swig of alcohol. Damn. Right. <laughs> but it's like, we got to change tactics because Clint is not going to stop until Marcus is dead. So the door opens and Marcus is like, Clint, why don't you put down your weapon? We can settle this man to man. And of course, Clint's like, yeah, no deal. But Marcus is like, listen, we got Sam fixed up. We will send him out. We didn't kill him. If you come in unarmed. And, he, of course, Clint's like, I don't think so. And April's like, yeah, we're taking the deal. And Clint's like, wait, what? I love that because he, he turned around so quick. Like, what, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, no, 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 no. Right. This is your shit. Yeah. So you don't we're get to just choose. about done with you. Right. <laughs> you don't get to choose for all of us. So sorry. Get your ass in there. It's like, oh, okay. Clint was not happy. I'll tell you that. No, he wasn't. But Marcus had no intention of killing him. He honestly thought that they can talk things over. Right. Marcus, you fool. That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> yeah. Because Clint's like, they said the purge is supposed to make you feel better. You can never make amends. And he's like, listen, violence is not going to make anything better. It's not going to bring back your wife. I'm terribly sorry for what's happening, but there's nothing that's going to change it. Let's just start with the right. clean slate. And I don't know. Did anybody believe Clint was like, you're right. Come on. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Even though Clint shakes his hand. 
Then he pulls out a knife when Marcus turns around and stabs Michelle. It's like, oh, great. I thought that the ex-wife's boyfriend or friend, whatever, was going to take Clint out right then. Right. But he doesn't. I mean, they fix Michelle up. They're like, we need to take her to a triage center because all the hospitals are closed, which is something we did not know. Right. Yeah, because how could they have gotten Darren in one if they were closed? Well, he was in Maybe it's just closed after the uh, sirens go off. Yeah, and surprisingly, people actually, like, listen to that. Okay. Tanya points out, though, hey, how are we going to just drive around? We don't even know if they're going to let us out of here. And we don't know where any of these triage centers are. And Marcus is like, "Uh, I do. Because they always ask me (laughs) to work, and I always say no. Dude, seriously? Yeah. Maybe you should have said yes one year just because karma. Yeah. But listen, I didn't make peace with Clint, but we are going to make peace with the rest of them. And he walks out, surprisingly, like unarmed. He's like, listen, I didn't hurt him. He stabbed Michelle. If she dies, blood's on your hand. I just want to get her to, to get help. And they all lower their weapons, which I'm like, really? So they obviously didn't want him dead. Right. April they didn't, didn't want to same way. <laughs> right, yeah. It definitely proved that Clint was the bully of the neighborhood. And April seems to be the one who decided to be in charge now because they let them go. And the group brought out Clint and kind of gave him over to the neighborhood. And suddenly the whole neighborhood had their guns on him. Right. And he's like, this isn't over. And April's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And when they all had their guns on him, I kind of figured that's the end of Clint. Yeah, that's kind of uh, what I expect, too, is we will not see Clint again. Well, on Marcus's front lawn, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> the next morning. Yeah, in a bag, eventually. Oh, my gosh. Now let's go to our final creepy McCreeperson, shall we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben, good Yeah, God, this gets ben. just sick. I have no words, because seriously, Ben is so messed up. And like I said, we seen early, it was just there. So Turner is pleading with Ben, let Scott go. You want me. We can still get you help. And the deal is, Turner, you kill Scott, and then you get to live. Or you both die. So choose. And it's not even like it was a choice, because... No. He's like duct taping a machete to Turner's hands and dragging Turner over and putting the, the machete on top of Turner, and he pushes it down. So it's not like Turner made this choice. Ben is like, oh, yes, isn't that great? It was great. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is so creepy. It's like he's really getting off on this. Yeah, just, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I thought Turner was going to, like, hurl, too. Yep. But, yeah, Ben's just like, great, yeah, we'll just clean up and get out, dude. It's great, yay! No! Dude, seriously, no. Yeah, he just thinks that Turner's first kill will just turn him into Ben Jr. And it doesn't work that way. No. And, all right, hey, the purge, just another day for me. Look at it. The blood comes right off. We'll wash that off. It's fine. And, hey, make sure you Got drink hydrate. Yeah. What the hell? It's like you're worried about hydrating. What? And Ben, yeah. ben is really just screwed up in the head. There's no other explanation no not at all fortunately turner actually pulls a fast one because ben wants to know if he's ready he says well don't i need a mask and of course that's just what ben wanted to hear oh yeah just a minute let me go get you one right he was like way too damn happy 
Yes! I am trying really hard not to drop a whole bunch of F-bombs, guys. It's, like, really hard because this one was yeah. so messed up. But, of course... Yes, it was. As Ben goes for the mask, Turner's like, deuces, he's out the door. Yeah. He's like, I'll just take my chance. And he ends up running into a bus full of people, which I was like, oh, shit, what's happening? It's a person. Yeah, that had... Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting to see that wedding party. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about it. That might have been them. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a bunch of girls Sure might have been. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I kind of forgot about them. <laughs> Interesting. But Ben catches up. And, like, he kind of freaked out when they turned the spotlight on him. It's like, oh, you're cool with doing all this, but you don't want to be, like, in the spotlight? Is that what this is? Right. Well, Turner ends up running and manages to get into a graveyard. And... The graveyards in Nola, they're all above ground. And so it at least yep. gives him something to hide behind. But Ben, of course, is taunting him as he's following and, like, saying his name and doing all this. But then all of a sudden we start seeing other people in the god mask. Right. And it's Not like, just a few. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? A whole group of them. Well, Turner's hiding and Ben ends up walking and he sees a bunch of these guys and they're all coming out. And Ben had taken off his mask, and he's like, hey, we're on the same team. I'm like, you. Until one of them attacks him, and he kills him. Right. And he stops, like, no, 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 wait. We're all together. Look it. I have the mask. I'm kind of shocked he didn't say, I'm the campus killer. Right. Like, to see if they would revere him or something. Yeah. But these guys. ain't that smart. Yeah. But these guys are like, no, we're going after you. And he starts running. And then what do we see? He ends up running out into the street and gets hit by Marcus's car. And when they get out to check to see if he's alive, the mask is busted, which I feel like, okay, is that supposed to be a big, profound moment? They're like, he's still alive. They put him in the truck. They're like, we're taking you to triage. I'm like, really? Should have let him die. Run him back over. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of wanted him to like go out like he took out his girlfriend, basically. Oh, Absolutely. I'm just like, seriously, what is happening? This is so messed up. Right. So Marcus gets away from Clint and survives, and he'll probably save his wife, but he's going to still have to deal with Ben. Right. Because Ben is crazy. Yeah. You only thought you had a crazy person after you, uh, Marcus. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Whole new level, my friend. Whole new level. We'll see what happens yeah. if they've like been out. Who knows? Oh my gosh. So what do you guys think about this whole thing? I feel like this is totally crazy, like even more so than any of the sh the movies and even more so than last season. But right. why don't you let us know what you think by shooting us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or head over to www.fangirlzone.com and you can go to our contacts page and you can contact us any of those ways. There's so many ways. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us tell your friends about this show if they like the movies you know they're gonna like this because this is insane yeah and of course we hope you're enjoying our podcast and our recap and me just saying how everything's crazy but as always for this episode of sci-fi talk i am sean fangirlass and i'm steve you know i thought you guys came here to rescue me and until next time